1: Welcome to the Polygon Show, game and media of the year edition. This is my jingle. Uh, Hello, hello, hello. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and you're listening to the Polygon Show. I'm here with Allegra Frank. Hello. And Chelsea Stark. Hello. We are back, as promised, for our media of the year episode. So every year since we've been doing this show, we have done... A retrospective. A strange retrospective. What, um, what
0: is that accent? Listen. It went listen, through multiple countries.
1: do It's traveling. <laughs> She's a jet setter. Um... Hopefully none of them were offensive. <laughs> I try to keep it European up <laughs> yeah, in here. European um, ambiguous. <laughs> above the equator uh, <laughs> and in the Western Hemisphere for me. Um, and my voice. Hey now, every year we get together and we talk about the things that have come out this year and we we uh, award them awards in categories of our own choosing because we're not... <laughs> We're not like other awards shows. Mm-mm. I mean, for one thing, we're super hot. Oh. And for another thing, our categories are just more creative. So, damn. I, I mean, guess, like What is I, this voice? I, I also object. have
0: to object because have you seen the Oscar what statue?
1: Um, that man is felt. Yeah, have you seen me? Mhm. Have you seen our award? No. What am I going to do with this this box of, of naked gold me's holding swords? <laughs>
0: you, I don't want to know. I actually
1: do not want to know either. You really don't. <laughs> wow, well welcome back. I hope you guys missed us. Uh, we are going to get started, I guess, on our awards special awards show because um, it has many categories. Uh, and just to remind you all of the schedule. So this is going to be are the last episode we're recording this year? Um, I think we have another. History of Fun recap that will already have run by the time you hear this. But after this episode, which is coming out in late December, you know that. It's you. You're, you're there right now. Uh, we are going on our official hiatus until early 2020 when we're going to come back with our exciting new Polygon show, which will be wonderful and dazzle you and blow your minds. And I'm very, very excited to get back into it. And I'm also excited to have a little break because fall. The winter has been stressful for me. So and spring and summer. Spring's gotta be great. And the winter before that. Also, I'm gonna go skiing that. so much. So we are rebooting as a skiing podcast. <laughs> um, with
0: no hosts other than Simone. With, with no
1: hosts other like yes. Just Simone. I mean, as a blind person, I'm actually an excellent skier. Damn. Will Wait, you go really? skiing with me? Yes. Damn. If you wear a reflective vest so I can see you going down the That mountain. rule. I, if I have a big... I, my skiing coat is large and red. Does that work? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I as have as... no excuse, but I am not a skier. That's just, okay. I'm just not. I accept you. You are valid. Thanks. Wow. Categories. Video games. We are going to start with our recurring category. Best game to look at, but never actually play. Before we get into this, sorry. Yeah, go for it. Should we
0: explain our... Um, for... New and returning listeners, how we actually decide who gets the
1: award. How we decide who gets the award. I believe we uh, all make honking sounds Mm -hmm. and we try to come up with a consensus after we each plead our case for our favorite, our choice. Mm hmm. That is it, and we vote. Am I right? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Best game to look at but never actually play. An important category in a year where there are many, 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 many games. The nominees are Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Devotion, Untitled Goose Game, Death Stranding Sad Face, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Allegra, which which of these was your submission? I submitted Death Stranding Sad
0: Face because, as you may recall... I love Metal Gear Solid, uh, one, two, and three. I love Hideo Kojima. I own a Death Stranding hat that I bought in 2017. You you
1: paid for it? I bought
0: it. It was $40. (laughs) Oh, I bought it in 2018. So I have owned this hat for a year and a half. So clearly I was very excited for this game. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful game. There's something kind of relaxing a bit about it when you're walking into the mountains. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you know I I fall asleep. You fall asleep as you do. I fall asleep a as lot. You tend to do also because it's on PS4 and you know it's hard for me to play games where I can't also be on other screens. I do, but I this about you, yeah. So it's like I like looking at it, and I kind of wish it was all cutscenes. Our uh,
1: controversial mm-hmm. standpoint, but there we go. Chelsea, which of these was yours? Uh, you guys added all of them. But I, I support, did all of this. Support, Whoa. I support all of these. I, well, I mean, technically, Devotion is a game that I can look at and never actually play because it's not available anymore. That's a yeah. really
0: good because I originally saw this and I was offended by two of the choices. Um, Simone, I guess. But Devotion, I was originally like, no, you gotta play it. But you're right,
1: you can't play you it. You can't play it. It's true. And I, I think actually Untitled 2's game is actually very fun to watch and not actually play because sometimes it can be a frustrating game. <laughs> These were uh, my nominations, and I will briefly explain all of them. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, because it is basically like Jedi Sequel. <laughs> with Jedi Dark Souls. Uh, It looks quite hard, um, but it is also very beautiful. And also, I haven't played it yet devotion uh, because I did watch someone else play it and I think I would have been too scared to play it myself Mm. plus it has been pulled from stores although if you did purchase it on Steam you can still download and play it FYI um, I'm sure you know that already but hey share that game with people Um, let more people play it because they should it's really freaking good. Bring your friends over to your house Exactly. scare them. Which is exactly Mm. what we did (laughs) Untitled Goose Game because I found it very frustrating to play but it's very pretty Mm. and funny and cute so hey, and then also because I feel like the goose meme took over the internet. I oh, kind of yeah. support this one. The goose meme took over the internet with people having Fair. no context of the goose game. And yeah, a lot yes. of people to that yes. point
0: who don't play games. Like I was at a party once, and it was like me and two other people who play games, and everyone else didn't. And then one of the people who was like playing, who there plays were no games, geeks or gamers in the crowd. I mean, because I was there, so no geeks <laughs> or gamers, even with me there. Um, oh, yeah. one, someone was playing Goose Game, and everyone got really into it, even the people who would never play a game. So that is a good point.
1: All right. And Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, because it is, again, like pretty, but really like, too hard for me, I think. Those roosters are scary. I do not like the roosters. So scary. If, Sek-
0: if Jedi Fallen Order is Sekiro with Jedi, then Sekiro is Jedi Fallen Order with
1: Sword. Sword and sword, rooster. Sword and rooster. Yes. All right. Uh, let us vote. A votes for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, zero. A votes for Devotion, zero. Votes for Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. Kong. Kong.
0: On that one. Okay. So, three
1: votes. So sure. the winner of best game to look at but never actually play is Untitled Goose Game, a game that I love playing. All right. Next category: best music. Chelsea had a wonderful suggestion to queue up songs, and we didn't do it. (laughs) I queued up one song on my phone. Maybe we can also do it in post. We can do it in post. Yeah, Jelani. But I I queued up a song on my phone because I don't think y'all have heard it, so that's why I did that. The nominees are uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for the soundtrack to Watchmen, Ludwig Garnson for the soundtrack to The Mandalorian, the specific song Being Alive performed by Adam Driver <laughs> in Marriage Story Crying Emoji <laughs> the haunting theme from Outer Wilds which I believe is what Chelsea has queued up and uh, the song that plays over and over again in Russian Doll uh, Gotta Get Up by <laughs> Harry Nielsen Harry Nielsen yes I will I will play this
0: Wow, I love this.
1: That's very lovely. I love this so much. Yeah, I really like it. So what I think is important, now it's going to keep playing. Uh, What isn't, I think, really cool about Outer Wilds is all of the astronauts play musical instruments that you visit oh. on the different planets. So each one of them is playing a piece of that orchestra. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And so actually like you can you can use your little satellite to find their signals and go home them in and find them in the universe and not like one of them is whistling and it's really pretty. It it plays a bigger meaning into the game. So overall I'm like, oh this I, I hear that song and I still get chills just thinking oh, about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Allegra, what is being alive performed by Adam Driver <laughs> marriage story
0: sad marriage emoji story.
1: okay and this um, is a different one so her first emoji was you know the colon parenthesis sad face this one is capital T underscore capital T sad face yeah. so this is a different kind of loves to use this emoji in Slack
0: I do it's uh, crying the other one's just sad this one's crying tt yeah, yeah tt um, ooh that sounds weird Chelsea tt T. <laughs> <laughs> carry on kind of weird Demented. anyways so i you guys haven't seen marriage story have you no. no okay well by the time this episode's out it will be on netflix so you should definitely watch it it's adam driver and scarlett johansson as a newly divorced couple it's they're going through divorce proceedings and dealing with um child custody it's very actually it's very funny and emotional despite you know the subject matter and there's a wonderful part at the very very end this isn't really a spoiler but um after like you know whatever we see the couples in separate places or the couple in separate places divorce now and Scarlett Johansson and her sisters are singing this kind of lighthearted song from the musical company which I've never seen or anything, but they sing this kind of like fun, cheery song. And then the next scene immediately after that is Adam Driver at a piano bar. And the pianist starts playing a different song from Company called Being Alive. That's like a contrast directly to the song Scarlett Johansson had just sung, where it's like completely like mourning your choices and like reflecting on what you have done in your life. Somebody hold me too close, somebody hurt me too deep, somebody sit in my chair and ruin my sleep and make me aware of being alive, being alive. Somebody need me. And so it's like kind of a fun scene, like, oh, we're all drunk. I'm going to get up on stage and sing. But then he starts to get so emotive and beautifully into it because it's like it speaks so much to everything he's gone through. Oh, no. It's like, freaking give that man a freaking Oscar, man.
1: He, he's going to get one. Oh, it's, he's. It's, it's so good. I cried. Yeah. Mm. He's going to get one for Marriage Story. Marriage Story is so good. Maybe not for good. Marriage Story, but for and, and one of the 50 movies he's been in this year. Just maybe. collectively. He would totally. <laughs> Marriage Story is like in the
0: running for like he's picture. He's going to get an Oscar for This, even though it's not
1: even a movie. Bernice
0: for Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> All three. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's more like me pitching Marriage Story to everyone. Please see that. The
1: sa- the scene, that sounds like a powerful use of a song, a symbolic use of a song. Um, and I think that that makes it a good choice. Yeah. Does anyone have any arguments for the Watchmen soundtrack and the Mandalorian soundtrack? I haven't seen either of those yet. I know I should. I haven't Stop. either. Stop you me haven't seen either
0: me. show? No. That's Whoa. funny. I've seen both. I did not nominate these. Um, oh, I think Ross
1: did actually. Wow. Ha-ha, well, these are canceled. Both I shows do, are canceled. I do like those shows. Taking I mean, Trent Reznor is amazing. I love him. Anything mm-hmm. he does. Well, is we great. haven't seen it, so we're not going to talk about it. But yeah. everyone, shut up. <laughs> the song from Russian Doll plays when whenever Natasha Leone's character wakes up and looks in the mirror, and it's and it's such after a, she's died again, it's such appropriate lyrics for a song that I do not think was released
0: anytime time near the... S- it was not. Can I play that song really quickly? Yes, you can. Just sure. To remind us all. So this is the very beginning of the song, which also is how that part starts.
1: Gotta get up, gotta get out, gotta get home before the morning comes. What if I'm late, got a big day, gotta get home before the sun comes. It's such a good song. Thank you for reminding me how good this song is. Yes, this song is really good. It's so good. It really, I love how... Perfectly, the lyrics kind of tonally match the situation where she's in this bathroom mm-hmm. and like waking up again and again, and she's like, "I have to get out of this time loop that I'm stuck in." Yeah, yeah. And it
0: creates this really great contrast too, as she gets increasingly like kind of frantic and paranoid about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. and it's still like this really jaunty kind of jovial
1: song. Mm-hmm. These um, are all really good nominations. Yeah. Dang. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, votes. I don't want to vote. Okay, let's just give them all the award. Is that fair? Yeah, I'm yeah. down. It's
0: our award show. You're we right. already killed two of the nominees anyway.
1: Amazingly, so. yeah, we did create a situation where if we each voted for one, it would be a three-way tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what happened. Um, amazingly, the best music award goes to Adam Driver, <laughs> the music team behind the Outer, Wild, behind Outer Wilds, and Harry Nielsen. <laughs> All three, please come up on stage. Driver, (laughs) share this naked Simone statue holding a sword. (laughs) Holding a sword. I don't know how I'm holding it. Um. The next award is most aspirational main character slash raddest leather jacket, and so I have chosen only characters who can and do wear leather jackets for this award. The nominees are Jesse Faden from Control. Claire Redfield from Resident Evil 2, the main character from Pokemon Sword Shield, Dante from Devil May Cry, and Deacon St. John from Days Gone. I want to say, Simone, so I left a note on the doc that you
0: have addressed, because originally you just said me from Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I was well, like, as
1: in Simone? <laughs> who would you say is the main character of Sword Shield? You would say, it's me. I would say it's Simone. Yes, exactly. So that's why I wanted to clarify. So, yeah, thank you. Everyone who plays is me in Pokemon. Mm. This is a good list, honestly. Thank you. It's yeah. really powerful. So <laughs> I'll start with. Well, now that I'm looking at this, I think Deacon Saint John maybe wears a jean vest and not a leather jacket <gasps> oh at all. My but God. he does ride a motorcycle, so he should wear a leather jacket. Yeah, it seems safer. Like yeah. it's going to protect your skin when you fall off your bike.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he wears um, a jean cut off vest and then like a cut off hoodie under it.
1: Incredibly. Deacon St. John has been banned from the awards. Uh, at the last second, uh, he was deemed ineligible for this award by him virtue of, of not room. having a leather jacket. Yeah, he from premises. He is struggling. He is fighting, but the security team is escorting him out of the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Amphitheater? 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 Amphitheater. 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 (laughs) If it makes you feel better, there are multiple characters in Devil May Cry 5 that wear leather jackets. Holy crap. Oh, good.
0: So we're talking, obviously, about this year's new Devil May Cry, which has a different kind of Dante.
1: It's got Dad Dante. Dad Dante. 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 I believe he wears a red leather jacket. He does. It's like a brown-red. Oh, nice. And he's got white hair, Mm. and he's a hottie. He's
0: a hottie. He's very hot.
1: Now, Jessie Faden from Control, she's super cool. She comes into this building with a Crazy ghost inside her head uh, becomes the new director and has sick psychic powers. Mm-hmm. Um, she wears a leather jacket, but she can also wear other things as well. But she originally does come in in a nice, like waist length uh, leather jacket. Yeah, very casual, but cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, she's got a good ponytail. Mm-hmm. Overall, her look is great. Now, Claire Redfield. Kind of the same, right? <laughs> they are the kind of the same character, which is why I created this category important, to begin with.
0: Important difference, though.
1: Claire's leather jacket is red. Ah, uh-huh. like her last name. Hmm. So wait, we have two characters wearing red leather jackets. One wearing a black leather jacket. And I think that the main character from Pokemon Sword Shield... Maybe I should do Marnie instead. Yes, Marnie. 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 Marnie is now, I have been banned from the awards. I'm being escorted (laughs) out of the building, but I will continue to broadcast from the parking lot. Marnie has replaced me as the nominee for Raddest Leather Jacket. I love
0: Marnie's jacket. She's
1: so cool. She's the goth girl. She is from a beat up town, uh, she has a bunch of fans who are hooligans who follow her around but she's actually really nice and she's I love her. She's so nice she like the first time you see her she's like oh you look like you're from a small town too Aww. and then you're like oh that's so nice and sweet yeah and she's a cute goth girl and even though she challenges you to a fight she does it in like a, a nice way not in a way like Beady the villain <sighs> does where he's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna crush you you useless piece of garbage.
0: I thought Beatty
1: was a woman this whole time, dude. My friend thought that she he was an old woman. Yeah, I, Patricia Hernandez also thought Beatty was an old woman. I, I really it. it's like none of you have ever watched an anime before. I know it was the hair that and everything that really threw me there. That's fair. Beatty wears Beattie has curly white hair and wears a like ankle length pink coat, um, <sighs> concealing his entire body. So, I think... If they're pretty pubescent. It would be really cool. no curves. Yeah. It would be really, have have no cool. Yeah. <laughs> be really cool if you're, the villain was just this complete <laughs> asshole of an old woman <laughs> who follows you around telling you how she's going to crush you. <laughs> it but, would make the game have a le- level of depth that we've oh never God. seen in Pokemon, really. Scariest old woman
0: category <laughs> yeah. next year.
1: But, unfortunately, Beattie's leather jacket, or Beatty's jacket is not leather, so... The nominees. Y'all. Are we ready to vote?
0: I'm going to. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm okay. ready.
1: Votes. Are, you, what are, you, are you about to slide someone else in? Or are you just. No, 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 no. Based you... on. Don't worry. You'll see. Votes for Jesse Faden. None. Claire Redfield. Marnie from Pokemon. Oh. Yeah. All hands go. Up. Yeah, I feel baby. like this Marnie is... has won our leather jacket award. I really love Dante. I will say. I love all four. You know, they're all great. Great cats. The thing is, Marnie fits both of these uh, requirements of being aspirational, because she's super cute and kind and a powerful Pokemon leader, as well as having a rad leather jacket. Mm. So Versus the other three have
0: horrible situations they have to deal with.
1: Yeah. The next category is an entertainment category. It is Best Baby Yoda Moment. Hmm. The nominees are Baby Sipping Soup, Sipping a Little Bit, <laughs> Sipping a Lot, Baby Turning on the Radio. Baby levitating a beast. And baby hugging goodbye. Sad face. <laughs> <laughs> guess, and this one colon parenthesis sad face. Colon. Guess who uh,
0: added that one? The um, whole, you
1: mean the whole category? <laughs> yeah. uh, the good news is I've at least really seen gifts of all of this. <laughs> yes. So um, baby sipping soup, sipping a little bit, sipping a lot, comes from an incredible interview with Bryce Dallas Howard where she's talking about how... They had to do that moment and make the decision about how baby Yoda would sip soup. Um and she said the words baby sipping soup, baby sipping his soup, so many times. Yeah. And it made me the the concept and she would just call him baby. She started calling him baby Yoda, but then just graduated as saying baby. So nobody who made the show even calls him the child. They no. call him Baby Yoda. Exactly. I
0: I um was looking for baby Yoda tweets yesterday, Simone, and your tweet about This interview came up. Excellent. (laughs) I have the interview right here. It Literally, it's exactly as you described. It's so cute to have Bryce Dallas Howard also say, not only does she say baby with soup and baby was going to drink his soup, would he drink it? She also says um, that Baby Yoda is like who we need right now. She's just waxing poetic on how important Baby Yoda is to the world. And he's so important.
1: My favorite Baby Yoda quote was from Werner Herzog when he said that, people were cowards to not make him a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Keep him a puppet, you cowards. I love Baby Yoda, you guys. Mm -hmm. Would he drink it with one hand? With two hands. Definitely two, because he's a baby. He's a baby. Yeah. Now, uh, Baby turning on the radio has become a popular meme, where Mando and Baby Yoda are in the cockpit of the ship and I don't know. I haven't seen the show, so I don't know if he's actually turning on a radio. No, but in the it's meme. <laughs> the he is. He's the meme is a, music he's, such as Evanescence. Oh, right. I've played a I've seen a very good one where he's turning on Lil John. Yeah, that's one <gasps> that's I've seen. Great. So in the actual
0: show it's just like engines or whatever. But Ugh. of course it's very cute. It's, it's about the cute. meme. I love that scene in the show. But um yeah, baby levitating a beast. That's when baby's using the force. Baby uses the force. And this is when we still don't really know the deal behind baby, and then suddenly baby's using the force and saving daddy mando.
1: Pretty cool. No super, but is, pretty cool. Is it Daddy Mando really? Dando. Requires Daddy Mando. Daddy Mando. Yeah, it's like uh, Daddy More books. Now what about baby hugging goodbye? Oh my god. Okay. Spoiler. For episode four. <gasps> it's
0: I mean, well, whatever. It's literally the end of the episode. Sorry. So, <laughs> Baby Yoda and Daddy Mando have to leave this lovely village that they have uh, camped in, where they've made great friends with the village people, including a bunch of kids and the, the kids, village people are there. The village huh? people, the band, and then also people who live there. So um, they, he hugs
1: the the cop and the construction worker goodbye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's a there's kids who have become really like close to Baby Yoda, like they treat him as you know a younger person in the group so they're all like good friends and um, Baby Yoda's best friend is this little girl and when they have to leave she's like I don't want you to go mm-hmm. and she grabs Baby Yoda and gives him the biggest hug and Baby Yoda's just all oh, hugging and it's so cute.
1: I love that. It's adorable. Baby. It's so sad I screamed. Oh No. <laughs> Alright. Uh, do we feel comfortable voting? Yes. Uh, votes for Baby Hugging Goodbye. Votes for baby levitating beast. Votes for baby turning on the radio. And votes for baby sipping soup. Yeah. yeah. Baby sipping a little bit. <laughs> sipping a lot. <laughs> Unanimously baby <laughs> sipping soup. Sipping a little bit. Sipping a lot. You guys, we're all Wins. on the same page this we, year. It's unanimous. Kind of incredible. Hive mind. All right. The next category is best glow up. And the nominees are Sonic from Sonic. Pokemon Go LMAO. <laughs> My Warehouse from Wilmot's Warehouse. And iPhone Games as a concept from Apple Arcade. Ooh. Wow. That's a very clever submission, Simone. Thank you. I thought that was great. <laughs> now, uh Sonic. Allegra,
0: briefly explain. So one of the biggest stories this year was that Sonic was ugly in mm. the upcoming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a big story this year. Sonic. Ugly.
1: Top story of the so- year.
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Sonic, um, so, Sonic, Ugly. Sonic, <laughs> was they made him into this horrible man with teeth oh. and furry white hands uh. um, in the first trailer for the his Sonic movie. eyes
1: were too small. He had
0: small eyes. There's a
1: horrible image of his him. His eyes were not connected in the least. Yeah, with not.
0: disconnected small eyes and big teeth that look better than ours, like wildly human teeth.
1: Also, it was weird that his chest... Wasn't the same color as his nose, and also his thighs were really meaty. He had a—they were meaty—a tight, muscular body,
0: very tight, made everyone
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, Um, it was like they fixed him.
0: They fixed him. So that was the original look. Everyone was upset, and so they had to delay the release of the film from November to Valentine's Day. They chose to. (laughs) They were forced by memes (laughs) to to remove it, and when Sonic came back in the first trailer since then, which was, I believe, in October. Uh, He looked great. He looked a lot better, closer to how he looks in the games. Um, Much cartoonier. Mm -hmm. Uh, They even redesigned his shoes to make those a little bit less realistic. They connected the eyes again. They gave him gloves. Like, it was kind of wacky because... You guys, why didn't why didn't you do this the first time around, you
1: know? Like I don't understand. And now your boyfriend is gonna be with you on Valentine's Day. Yes,
0: and I'm happy about
1: it. Um Pokemon Go, I, I did keep this in here. I think it was Chelsea's joke. But that game has gotten a lot better. I think it was my joke. Yeah, is that it was your joke? That was
0: hence the LMAO. Oh, that's true. Chelsea adding. wouldn't say that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um My warehouse from Wilmot's warehouse. Listen, it started as an empty big room with Six large pillars and gradually, and nothing on the walls, and gradually it's become filled with colorful objects that are organized in such a way that I can find them <sighs> so quickly. And there are posters on the walls. That's my argument for my warehouse. That's, That's good. a good one. Um, we, I tragically forgot to add a nominee, and I would <gasps> like to add Leon Smooch Kennedy. Oh, how did oh, we forget that? Oh, fudge. That is an extreme
0: glow up from, a you know. From how he looked in Resident Evil 2 OG. Oh, Last
1: minute nomination, Leon Smooch Kennedy Damn. has entered the auditorium. Frickin' swerve, girl. Um, oh, explain, going. Chelsea. Well, uh, yes, Resident Evil 2 remake was a huge glow up for all the characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people mm-hmm. were upset that they changed the model for Leon to look more like the voice actor because they did motion capture for this game. Uh. But I think he looks great. He looks very nice. He's got some good he anime. Nice. He looks nice. He's got some good anime boy hair. He's very cute. You know, he BTS was big
0: good. this year, and I feel like Leon was really on that train.
1: Yeah, he does have some kind of. K-pop. Uh, he would have. This is K pop hair, actually. I mean, it's very cute. Oh, boy. Um, Uh, Sorry. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Uh, iPhone games, Apple Arcade. So Apple Arcade created a part of the App Store where microtransactions no longer influence how games are designed and the, the loops that we play them in, which, frankly, is a huge glow up for mobile games and the developers who make those games. So that is my argument for Apple Arcade. It's a very strong argument. As someone who's played, I'm glad that yeah. I convinced you to download Apple Arcade. You did good. All right, are you ready to vote? Yep. Yeah. Votes for Sonic from Sonic. Me one vote. Votes for Pokemon Go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Votes for my warehouse. Wilmot's warehouse. I mean, I love the I love the spirit of this Me too. too. Votes for iPhone games. Votes for Leon Smooch-Kennedy. Beep, wow. beep, 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 Me and Chelsea have voted.
0: It was hard for me to choose because two of my boyfriends were on this list. I, I understand. Yeah. And I,
1: I think it's important that you voted with your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Sonic yeah. will know.
0: That's one of the places <laughs> I voted from.
1: Yikes. <laughs> well, that was a great show, everyone. <laughs> staring at me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he... I can't hear, but I think he's screaming. <laughs>
0: He just left the room. Behind the he knows glass. you sin.
1: Jelani is being escorted from the amphitheater. <laughs> He's gonna hang out
0: with Deacon. He's being
1: taken to the parking lot. To keep for his own safety, with really. Deacon yeah. and me. For his safety.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just me alone now. Ugh. Gross. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news.
1: All right, the next category is Best Game to Play on the Floor While Slowly Dying, a popular recurring category here on the Polygon show. And the nominees are A Short Hike, Wilmot's Warehouse, Baba Is You, What the Golf, and Grindstone. Great reading. On Thank that you. One. Chelsea, talk to me about your choices here. Oh, my choice was Grindstone, a game that I had kept me, you know, happy and comfortable during my long flight to Hong Kong uh, Ah. which is not like on the floor necessarily but is in a cramped airplane seat for 16 hours Mm. Um, and so I really feel like that was just like a nice soothing puzzle game because when you get to chop through all those creeps in a big like satisfying 12 or 20 chain you're just like oh yes this is keeping me alive even though I'm slowly dying Mm. oh did you play it for 16 whole hours? No. <laughs> My phone would have died. I did play some Pokemon and then I went to sleep. Mm. Nice. Uh, I also, I love Grindstone. Chelsea got me into it. It was the first of the Apple Arcade games that I downloaded. And unfortunately, I can't stop playing it. So I still haven't gotten to any of the other ones that I downloaded because I won't stop playing Grindstone. I mean, this is a that's a fair nomination. No. I also, I think... I don't know if you or I put a short hike on, but I do feel like that is a good choice because it is so cheery and positive, and it like it it is like soothing and simple and not hard. I don't know, and just like wonderful. I did put a short hike on here um, because it is it in the vein of previous nominations. Uh, if it is the kind of game that you can play that doesn't require you to be super involved, so you're lying on the floor. It has a pleasant atmosphere It kind of, it cheers you, but it makes you feel a little bit wistful at the same time. Um, it allows you to be in nature without actually being in nature, hence my nomination. Allegra, were, were any of these yours?
0: Yes, I put Baba as You, um, which is a game that was slowly killing me, ah. but I continue to play it um, because it is a very stressful, but beautiful and uh, alluring, intoxicating kind of puzzle game. <laughs> Uh, these are the words I use for it. So anytime I was sort of already at my wits end, I would play you to just kind of coax me further toward, toward that cliff, but in a more pleasant way. Hmm. Because it's just the kind of game where you're just trying to break the game. Like you're not trying to follow any logic you normally would in terms of solving these puzzles because you're pushing around these different blocks that represent the rules that you can follow. So you kind of have to think not in like oh if you push these blocks here in general like they should be able to do this because that will change the rules fundamentally so it keeps your brain active
1: <laughs> but also makes you mad yeah oh
0: it's it's a really smart game
1: and let's see what the golf is another great Apple Arcade game was this yours as well Chelsea I didn't put this, I think I put this on I here. think you did but Ha-ha, I will whoops. tell you that it is a great nomination because it is so funny that it doesn't involve it doesn't really heavily involve you but it surprises you and makes you laugh but also it's like great you get to do the most weird physics stuff possible and it's it takes only one finger really so you could just need yeah. one little hand slowly as you sink to the floor. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. And Wilmot's Warehouse is, of course, the game where you are presented with a huge empty warehouse and are given more and more and more items to organize in it that you must then fetch and deliver to your coworkers to fulfill their orders. Um, And it makes me so happy, stressed, and happy and satisfied. And I just want to play it and organize things and get lost in it forever. Are we ready to vote? Um, yeah, I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Votes for A Short Hike. Meep, meep, I'll vote for meep. it, too. Wow, okay. Whoa, okay. Uh, votes for Wilmot's <laughs> Warehouse. Sorry, me again. I, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, votes for Baba is You. Me. One. Votes for What the golf. Meep. Votes for Grindstone. Meep. Wow. I've got to stop making the same sound for no votes that I make for yes votes. My, now my sound for no votes is going to be meep, <laughs> and my sound for yes votes is going to be honk, honk, honk. Um, (laughs) All three. (laughs) Anyway. I feel like, I mean, I, I, Grindstone is a game I love, but I feel like what the, the, a short hike feels like the most like this category. It is, I I think it is the one that I would most want to play if I were slowly dying on the floor. I Mm -hmm. think I haven't played it yet, unfortunately, still. Um, But I
0: do think it is a good choice because it is a game literally about forward motion, you know? (gasps) Yeah. And I like the idea of you're slowly dying, but the game's like,
1: keep going. It's okay. Just yeah. keep going. Yeah. You'll get there. Also, it's on itch. You could just download it. You run on even this. Okay, even Chelsea. This.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that was.
1: Sorry. The next category is Best Exploded My Brain. Um, and this is a category for things that were kind of mind blowing. Uh, the nominees are Control, Russian Doll. Peaky Blinders, season five, I think is the most recent one. And Devotion. Uh, Allegra, talk to us about Devotion.
0: Um, So that game at first seems like like a PT style walking simulator puzzle aspects to, you know, there's a horror story here and you're trying to puzzle out the truth. But as it gets deeper into the story... It's kind of like increasingly non-linear how it unfolds. And you find out like disturbing things about who your character potentially is. It's not even necessarily clear who you are in relation to the other characters. You find out new and disturbing details about the um, people who have potentially died. um, The people that you are sort of trying to explore the, the true stories behind. And then you get to... The last level of sorts, um, if we can call them levels, and it's just like Jesus Christ! It's like spiritual culty madness, and it's very scary. And you have to do these horrific things to yourself, and it ramps up an already escalatingly scary game to like the nth degree. I screamed. I covered my eyes. It was so dramatically scary. Yeah. Um, and I found that so unique, like even more so than. P.T. in that regard of the escalation. Mm-hmm. P.T. I think is like as the closest point of comparison similarly like beautiful and uh, artistically done and mind blowing but this was just like what
1: the hell?
0: Colts? What is going on? This weird religion? I don't even under- I thought this was a game about Taiwanese people who were dead. So I don't know. It's wacky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seconded. Uh Control. Is a game that like breaks physics and is just strange in the vein of Twin Peaks where everything is a little bit off and a little bit surreal but also like super mundane at the same time. And I think the thing about it that explodes my brain in the most pleasant way is the – the how. The architecture, not in the sense of like the brutalist architecture, which I made a great video about, which you can watch on YouTube.com slash polygon, but how the rooms don't make sense in sequence with each other. Like you have when, when you're in an office space, you have an expectation based on the room you're in and on the type of door that you're going through, what you're going to find on the other side, like the size of that room, how that room looks. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And in control, you're constantly moving between like, there, there are these vast spaces, and then there's a one single tiny door, and you go through that door and just. What you find on the other side is never quite what you expect in terms of the shape of that room and the size of that room and then where the next exit from that room is. Like it might be a vast hall and then like one tiny room and then there's one tiny, tiny door on the other side of that rectangular room and then you go through that door and then it's another vast hall. And that's not what that room, that door should lead to. Um, And that's what I love most about it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That was a good explanation. Thank I was you. And I would say, like, the brain-breaking for me happened more with, like, the layering of things that had happened to Jesse and how kind of, like, her things that she believed were true were actually true and kind of, like, the deep conspiracies that were kind of behind her and her mm-hmm. brother's, like, extreme events in their lives and, yeah. like, how... Also, just how interesting the oldest house was as a concept. I mean, like, kind of what you're describing, but also just, like, the fact that there's a sentient building in New York uh, with a sentient gun that also could be, like, Excalibur in some ways. And it's just such an interesting kind of, like, really nicely layered subtext and spookiness. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Does one of you want to talk about Russian Doll? I, I do, because I think Russian Doll starts as, like, what you think, oh, this is another like Groundhog Day esque. Mm-hmm. And what did break my brain a little bit is like, I think I even said this before, is I was, you know, playing a game while watching Russian doll. And it's like, that's fine. She's doing all the things, She's right. trying to figure out how to stop this time loop. Yeah. And then she meets Alan in the elevator. And it's yeah. spoilers, yes, but uh it's like, oh, this is a story about two people both stuck in a time loop and how they have to survive with each other. I still remember you talking about this on the show.
0: um, And I think it was before I had actually watched it, months ago. And I remember you mentioning like, oh, there's a twist in episode four that just completely breaks the show. And I was like, you, you weren't too specific, so I was like trying to comprehend or even think of what that could be. And it is so dramatic and interesting, that twist and how much it changes everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it really, it makes the makes the ideas of the show much more unique than a normal, like, I feel like time loops are now a thing that we've seen enough in media. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is very unique and interesting. And I liked it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, it's it gets so gosh darn good. Um, Pinky Blinders is on here because season five is so ridiculous and it made me so mad. I haven't <laughs> finished it yet, but it it takes place in 1929 and it introduces the British fascist party and it contains the most ridiculous sequence, hateful sequence that I've ever seen in my life where there's like they're holding a ballet at Tommy's mansion and then uh, Arthur's ex-wife comes and threatens to shoot him with a gun and then she gets shot and as the ballerina is performing the end of Swan Lake and bleeding like with you know special effects all over the stage Arthur's ex-wife is bleeding in the driveway and it was so heavy-handed it was so heavy-handed <laughs> and then the fascist guy gets up and makes a big speech, and it's amazing. He's having a great time. He's saying horrible things, and it keeps cutting to the ballerina who just performed as the swan who had just died on stage. And it's just, it continues to be the like, you wouldn't think that they would be able to use the same character as a symbolism for two different <laughs> things, but they did it. <laughs> It's the most heavy handed, ridiculous show I've ever seen in my life, and I hate it so much. Um, okay. That's my nomination. <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. Votes. Uh, votes for control. I think I'm going to vote for control. Hong Kong Honk. Votes for Russian Doll. I think I'll Hong Kong honk, honk here. I think I'm going to go.
0: With control, actually.
1: <laughs> I'm just delayed Whoa.
0: because I was debating still. Sorry. That's oh, fine. All right.
1: I, I'm not or is unhappy it because you're about distracted on your laptop. It
0: was. But also, it was because I was originally going to go with devotion. So I was waiting. But then after Chelsea did Russian doll,
1: then you realized you like, lost your chance.
0: I was like, maybe I actually want to do Russian doll. And then when I said, wait. I was like, you know what? I originally was thinking Control because when you guys were talking about Control, it reminded me of how I thought that game made no sense in a way that I didn't really like. So it exploded my brain.
1: Nice. All right. Um, And Peaky (laughs) Blinders is really just on here to give me an excuse to yell about Peaky Blinders. So thank you. Moving on to our next category. A long one. long one, which I really regret. Um, Best New Pokemon. And the nominees are Alcremie, Grookey, Mr. Rhyme, Sir Fetched, Hatterene, Applin, Cramorant, Wooloo, Galarian Meowth slash Gigantamax Meowth also, Sinistee, and Yapper, all caps, three R's. So I think for this one, let's each pick one and talk about it, and we'll vote between those, because there are simply too many on this list, (laughs) and that's my fault. I put them there. Um, Chelsea, which one's yours? Grookey. (gasps) Tell me about him. Grookey. I think a lot of people were early on infatuated with Sobble, mm-hmm. which is honestly a sad, boring
0: Pokemon. <gasps> Whoa! Whoa, we're going to lose all our subscribers. Including
1: me. Bye. Well, well, fine. You can <laughs> escort me from the theater. <laughs> the I, guards are coming quickly. I, I Listen, Grookey, an excellent, sweet little monkey who keeps his little tiny stick tied up in his top knot. Doesn't Thwacky do that? Thwacky does that too. Thwacky does that. Um, Yeah, I love Grookey and Thwacky so much. Not such a fan of Rillaboom, but that's fine because I give my Thwacky an Everstone and he never has to evolve. Oh my god. I love his big thick legs. I love Grookey's little face. I love his Mm -hmm. stick. I love his little tail. I'm very much considering giving my Thwacky an Everstone because he's so cute. so cute. I love him at my camp. I love love when he runs on his forelegs. I have given my uh, Galarian Zigzagoon and Everstone right now. What a choice. uh, Look, Zigzagoon is actually legitimately my favorite Pokemon. I love his new color scheme. I almost put Galarian Zigzagoon on this. He is cute. See, there's so many good ones. Which of these? Ooh, so originally I put... I think I'm
0: actually going to not go with one of the ones I put. But I will say I put Gigantamax Meowth and Yamper. I think
1: I put... Okay, yeah. You okay. put
0: Galarian Meowth. But I like both of those. But I was going to say,
1: I think I did all of these except Yamper and no, Gigantamax Gilth, yeah. Gilth, yeah. Meowth.
0: Meowth? Yeah. Meowth. Carry on. Gigantamax. Gantamax. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to choose Wooloo. Because oh. that was like the first real meme that came out of Pokemon Sword Aww. Shield, I think. And that was like a really nice fun time when a bunch of people were starting to get excited again. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like... Wooloo was a gay icon, or a lesbian icon, oh, specifically. I remember that. Wooloo was a lesbian. <gasps> and I thought that was a really sweet way to broaden out the new Pokemon to uh, a larger swath of Twitter users. Also, Wooloo's just, I love sheep Pokemon, I love Mareep, and
1: Aww. Wooloo's just a
0: really cute little ball.
1: Fluff, so fluff, fluffy. Fluff. Here's my counter-argument. I'm surprised, you're thinking, how would you have a counter-argument? But I'm so <gasps> oh, sick no. of Hop. Oh, yeah, he sucks. He sucks. And oh. the fact that he always brings out Wulu. <laughs> yeah. No, he is loyal to that sheep. He I, loves that sheep. He yeah, was, but I, is a bad trainer is just what a his boy. Is. But I mean, like, I just did a, I'm not very far. I'm between gyms two and three. Uh, and we just did a battle against Team Yellow. And it was Hop and I. And Hop was being annoying. And uh, then he was like, ah, oh, this team battle. I'll bring out Wooloo and he'll only do tackle. And I'm just like, can you do anything more useful? No. Hop is a, is a... No, is Hop... A, there's no redeeming no, Hop. I agree. You know what? You're right, Chels. Um My nomination is Hatterene because Hatterene is this psychic fairy Pokemon and Hatteren also the... Uh, non-evolved version of Hatterene. They both hate bad vibes, and the Pokedex entry says that if they sense your bad vibes, they will come from 30 miles away to beat you up. <laughs> um, and there have been so many good memes about it, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um and she's just like a lovely a tall pink lady but her body her whole body is her hair. Um so it's glorious. It's like and Bayonetta. It's, like Bayonetta but a tiny tiny pink alien. Mm. I love her. She's a glorious glorious creature. Okay. The nu- Wow, well, I realized we've really boned ourselves here. Because we each picked one. Have any of you been convinced? I think those are just our three. Those are just our three. Let's, Let's just go. Just, I mean, no Pokemon is bad Pokemon. They're no Pokemon great, is bad. But these are just better. No but Pokemon is bad. Not. Except Drifloon. <gasps> and, uh, and apparently Wooloo, according to Chelsea. And
0: Garbador, he's pretty bad. Mm. Trubbish. Um, Magikarp's pretty bad.
1: You know who's bad? Any of those fuckers that can heal themselves when I'm trying to catch them. Mm. Oh yeah. Unless I do catch them, and then they're great. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of that little mouse that also always puts? <laughs> oh, this- that one is bad. Minchino. Minchino. Oh, Minchino's f- So cute. Oh no, Minchino is so very yeah. frustrating. <laughs> okay. Thank you for reminding me that I wanted to find out what Minchino's name is in other languages. Hmm. Um, this is important. Oh, oh, I get it because it's the chinchilla. Fuck you. shanshidu <laughs> in um French. Anyway, Minchino, you little dickwad. Um so Minchino is nominated for worst Pokemon. The votes, honk honk honk.
0: Great. Well, there's yeah. only one candidate, yep. so yeah. you have yeah. to
1: and you do have to vote. It's illegal not to. Moving on very quickly. Most likely to have a very good Instagram. The nominees are Wilmot from Wilmot's Warehouse, Jesse Faden from Control, Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey Fates of Atlantis, the main character from Outer Wilds, and Sonia from Pokemon Sword Shield. Um, Wilmot, I've talked about before. The warehouse is beautiful. Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey Fates of Atlantis. Atlantis is so freaking gorgeous. There's like puffs of like fuzzy flowers floating through the air constantly. There, it's just, and the, the, the pink, pink everywhere. Everything's pink. There are beautiful rolling gla- grasses, mountains, sharp stony mountains, cliffs, statues. It's a magnificent place. Um, these are my arguments. These are good arguments. Jessie, I imagine, can get to some high places. <gasps> she's dealing with, she's photographing all this brutalist architecture. Uh, you know, uh, it's like very, very strong, obviously. Outer Wilds, you're traveling to other planets that are also very weird. You know, there's a, the Giant's Deep is a world with electric jellyfish in the middle. Yeah. Um, Ever and, seen a picture of a black hole before? You can on the Outer Wilds' main character's Instagram. Yes, <laughs> as they go through one. Um, yes, uh, and also, ends are cool. They have four eyes. Yeah. Uh, Sonia's hot so even if she just
0: posts (laughs) selfies that'll be cool. Also she's a good argument
1: actually. And also like clearly she's got strong hair and makeup game. I think Mm -hmm. if you go in her room it's like there was a barrel brush here recently used and things like that and I was like oh hell yeah. Like she she
0: can just post selfies and look great. She can do little vlogs of like makeup doing her makeup and her hair which (gasps) would be fun. Her hair is great. She could just post cute things of like Saw wild zigzagoon today while walking and just post a cute pic of a zigzagoon. She'll post a selfie with
1: a zigzagoon. She's like the most influencer one I feel like. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, she'd be great. Ooh, wow. Wow. Okay, votes for Wilmot. Votes for Jesse Faden from Control. Votes for Cassandra. Votes for Outer Wilds. Votes for Sonia from Pokemon Sword yes. Shield, Hong Kong baby. We we like it. You convinced me, Allegra. Hey. You got me there. I wish okay. she had an Insta. Character, the next category is character most likely to have a million followers on TikTok. Our second and last social media category of the night. The nominees are Sora from Kingdom Hearts 3, because he's a teen. <laughs> M- the main character from Pokemon Sword Shield, who is also a teen. Um, the Fool from Sayonara Wild Hearts, that's uh, who the main character is called. And Steven from Steven Universe. Um my my argument for Pokemon Sword Shield is that there are so many good Pokemon TikToks. Ugh. So I feel like the character, if TikTok existed in Galar. Mm-hmm. Galar. Galar? Galar. <laughs> hmm. um, the main character who is a teen would use it and be extremely successful at oh, it. Oh yeah, there's yeah. so many good Pokemon TikToks. Yeah, Especially if
0: the character was using their Pokemon in yes. the TikToks. Yes,
1: and they would. Yeah. They absolutely would.
0: I counter with... Also, if I did not put Sora. I think Simone put, I put Sora, Sora on here. I laughed very hard at that, <laughs> which means I actually chuckled. But at the office, that counts. Okay. Um, I put Steven because kind of going along with your Pokemon Sword Shield and Sora arguments of teens... Steven Universe, he is now a teen in the current canon of the show. He's mm. leveled up to teenage <gasps> years. got a neck. He has a neck now. And just think, like, he's kind of an e boy because he's very emotional. Oh my God. Oh, he no. has this, like, Tumblr aesthetic. Like, he wears, like, you know, bright cutesy colors. Oh. And everyone he's friends with is, like, a queer woman. And he has a single father. Like, People would just be in love with his story. He's a beautiful singer, so he'd be a great lip-syncer.
1: He would probably be one of those TikTok users who tells a lot of stories on TikTok, though, and is like... uh, He would do that meme on TikTok. It's like, this is me, and these are my parents, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. And my life is kind of (laughs) awesome. Yeah.
0: But also he would do little dances. I like the pure, like old school sing-along tiktoks yeah style. yeah and he would do that he could do i'm already tracer today yeah. and it would still be great
1: it yes it's a really strong argument i would say so i would argue the joker because i feel like oh sorry the fool the fool whoops wrong arcana <laughs> joaquin phoenix is being escorted <laughs> from the auditorium <laughs> i mean get him out Tears of are yeah. streaming down his face <laughs> he didn't even- <laughs> he wasn't even meant to be invited. Uh, oh, God. It was an accident. You let let in. In. So, the fool. I would argue the fool because, um, in the newer vein of TikTok, of syncing up to music and doing cool things with music and <gasps> doing lots of cool visual effects, I feel like that is very much the vein of Sayonara Wild Hearts. There's even like those sections where it's like punching to music and moving to music and grabbing hearts and all those things. Like, I feel like that yeah. is almost the aesthetic. Of newer TikToks, especially like ones you see where they had add like effects to dances and stuff like that. I don't know. Mm. That's so right. Uh, all right, let's vote. Votes for Sora from Kingdom Hearts 3. Votes for me from Pokemon Sword Shield. <laughs> me. Votes for the Fool from Sayonara Wild Hearts. I'm going to do it. I'm going to vote for the thing I... She honks. Votes honk. for Steven from Steven Universe. Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Jelani threw in a bonus vote. Oh, yeah. Uh, and with that, with that, it will win the category. You convinced me that Steven is an e-boy, yeah. Allegra. And this episode is going to be titled the 2019 Polygon Awards, <laughs> but it would be titled Steven is an e-boy <laughs> if it weren't already that. Character, the next category is character to be best friends with, and the nominees are Yoshi from Yoshi's Crafted World, Bo from she Tim Robinson from I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> Did you say you were going to take that out? I thought I was going to move it, but I thought it was too funny oh, where it was. Jesus. Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian. <laughs> Fleabag bag from Flea bag and Polterpup pup from Luigi's Mansion Three. Chelsea, I think Poulter pup was yours. Yes, and Luigi's Mansion Three didn't show up on this episode yet, so please talk about it. Polterpup pup is your dog friend in Luigi's Mansion. He is a cute little dog. He helps. He does help you out of some tough spots a few times. Um, plus he's just like in the intro sequence like Luigi goes to his hotel bed and he like reads a book and immediately falls asleep and pup curls up next to him he's this sweet little dog also he doesn't do any of like the gross dog things you don't have to clean up after him (laughs) you know it's like a really good best friend aw Allegra please justify why you put Fleabag on here? <laughs> a great show. Not she? who comes to mind when I think, ah, yeah, that's a person who would be a <laughs> wonderful influence in my life.
0: Especially considering how what happens with her actual best friend in season one. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think Fleabag is endearing. She came a long way in season mm. two. And she also knows the Hot Priest, which means we would know Yikes. the Hot Priest by association.
1: Alright, alright.
0: So, I think she would be an interesting person to be best friends with.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian. Oh my god, obviously. Okay. Tim (laughs) Robinson from I Think You Should Leave. So, I'm gonna be honest. We have a list at the bottom of the document that says, like, stuff that we would want to talk about. And when I was going through nominating things for categories, I said, shoot, I don't know what category this show should be nominated for, but I'm I don't that's it. People love that Tim Robinson guy. I'll put him in the best friends category. <laughs> I've never actually seen I Think You Should Leave. Chelsea, have you seen it? Nope. Oh my
0: god. Uh-oh. So it's a sketch show. Every episode's like 12 minutes, and Tim Robinson plays a different characters in all the sketches. I see. And some of them are just horrible, horrible, horrible people. <laughs> but hey, it's funny. Most of them are horrible. I don't think I like any of the characters oh, on that show. No. But, I mean it's a show about horrible people, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. And he's funny. And he seems like a funny nice dude. So in real life I think I'd love
1: to be best friends with him. I think he should come to the show. Oh shit! That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Bo. Bo from Shira is just so nice. I think his arc this season wasn't as fleshed out but he continues to be like a super loyal friend and to want to do the right thing even when he and glimmer are having friendship problems and like not seeing eye to eye um and he's very good at like when when he is mad at you he's not mad in like a mean way like he's very good at stating his boundaries and like why he's mad or disappointed um but letting you know that he doesn't hold it against you personally. He's just mad right now. Um, I think he's a really good guy. Mm. Good with, he has inventions. He makes inventions. Uh, Yoshi I just put on here because I needed. <laughs> uh, this he's is, cute. He's cute. This okay. is before I added mine. Yes, this is before you added your. I'm just, I yours. Uh, okay, ready to vote. Uh, votes for Yoshi. Votes for Bo. I'm going to vote for Bo even though Whoa. I don't really watch Shira because
0: I need a new Male friend that isn't horrible.
1: You know what? Honk, honk, honk. honk. I also vote for Bo. Yeah. Okay. I was going to vote for pup, Chelsea, but wow. He's a good dog. He's a very good dog, and he is man's best friend. Um, and Especially when Luigi is all alone in a scary <gasps> ghost hotel. Oh no. Or in general, because yeah. Luigi's always alone. Wow. Yeah, because Mario leaves him behind. This was mm-hmm. a tough category. It was. It's fine. Yeah. I understand. pup will... Pops is very good. Go off on his own. I'm sure, Luigi's Mansion 3 will be nominated for other things on Polygon like the website's game of the year. Um, wow, that brings us to almost the end of the show. Uh, so, just one couple categories left to go through really quickly, one which aren't couple. voting categories, <laughs> but just talking categories. Um, hey, what was everyone's favorite game this year? Chelsea. <laughs> um, if you have been listening to the show, that you know that I had a, you know, back and forth relationship with Outer Wilds. But it was a game at the end that deeply affected me. And yeah. like, it made me feel a lot of things about like my place in the universe. And it, it like also kind of does throw you for such a loop and such a, hmm. it's such a fantastic exploration game. It's such a sweet game. It, it really makes you think about relationships and uh, in in not a way that you'd think. And also it's it's cute and handcrafted in this like kind of, universe diorama way i don't know i like like loved it so much the f- the revelations it brings to you are just amazing so like that's definitely my favorite game of the year damn i need Aww. to play that freaking game i love that um, also i re- thank you for not spoiling it for me yet i know it's been like no no, no, no. a lot of months but honestly I like it. this is the one i will hold on to not spoiling yeah. for anyone for a long time because i think seeing the revelations through is like the most important part of this game and like I really want you to play it Simone. Thank you. Allegra. Allegra, I don't care about you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're going to play it. I'm not, but I really loved (laughs) hearing your
0: um, adventure with it throughout the year. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad it made its way to the top of your list. Um, me? yeah. Oh, you want to know yeah. mine?
1: Tell me, tell me about it. <laughs>
0: okay! So tell I put, us about it, I Janet. Put, I put two. So what I wrote was devotion dot 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 or Baba is You Damn. No, I'll do devotion. So yeah, I was debating because I think Baba is You is such an intelligently designed game. I've never really played I love puzzle games as we all do mm-hmm. and I've never played one like this where you're really contending with the rules in such a Diverse and ever changing way. But Devotion, even though it's a bit more hewing to a more traditional genre in terms of walking simulators, first person horrors, I think that it did it in the most interesting way of any game I've Mm -hmm. played. I love PT. Um, I love, if we want to consider it like Bioshock, but Devotion was really traditional and steeped in a culture I don't personally know too much about. But every part, every inch of it was like from explicitly like early 70s Taiwanese political religious culture, which was fascinating just to learn about through this game. And I think it did a really great job in terms of um, educating the player and also grounding the player, even if they weren't familiar Um, And to that end as well, I love that the game was actually in time or in Chinese um, with subtitles and everything like there's tons of text that isn't even totally translated. Like it just felt very lived in and real. And in terms of exploration like that was really interesting fun. And then also you would revisit rooms that would continuously change. It was Mm -hmm. always surprising. And the story was just something I was really gripped by and wanted to know what the heck was going on. And I don't know that I do. And I kind of love that even though I finished it, it's still very much open for interpretation. It was the kind of thing where I really wanted to read more conversation uh, on it. And unfortunately, because it's not readily accessible anymore in any legal way, it's hard to find that. But that also makes it feel really special. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel kind of like a dickweed because I'm like, my favorite games when you can't even play anymore. But I think the fact that it is sort of a solitary experience yeah. I shared with very few people makes it feel somewhat more
1: special. To it's me. totally worth the, the hype, too, yeah. I found when I played it, slash watched it played. It's very effective. Yeah. Uh, my favorite game this year was Wilmot's Warehouse. As you might have heard from my all the times I nominated it for categories, Um Control had been at the top of my list. It's very, very good. There are plenty of other games like Pokemon Shield. I'm playing a lot right now and um, probably would have made it onto my top ten had I played it before I submitted that. But Wilmot's Warehouse is just a lovely, wonderful game of being organized and pushing you – like putting you in opposition to your own instincts because the real boss, even though you have an actual boss mm-hmm. your employer in the game, the real boss is whatever the fuck you decided to do with the blocks that you now need to find in under a minute. Yeah, And I think that that's so cool and I think it's so cleverly designed. Um, And I just love it.
0: Aww. Yeah. I love these picks, you guys. I think this is a We're really... creative. We are creative. And I think this is such an interesting list because... All three of these games are not only very different from each other, but also I think very unique within the medium. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool, it's like a testament to how games are so fascinating and always changing because like, yeah, you know, Outer Wilds is kind of a first-person exploration space game and Milments is a puzzle game and Devotion's a first-person horror, but they're completely unlike anything else that's come before them and I think that's really awesome.
1: Yeah. All right, let's quickly go over our most anticipated games of 2020. Um, Chelsea, do you have one of these? Yes, I do. I put Persona 5 Royale, which is coming. They just announced a release date, March 31st, 2020. Yes! I forgot that March had 31 days. Oh. I forgot that December had 31 days when I was making my bullet journal layout earlier today. <laughs> oh it was tragic. I, tragic consequences. I definitely feel like I need. I'm going to like take a day off work. Take a weekend. I don't know. I play just, all of Persona. <laughs> play all of Persona again. Ah! But
0: <laughs> this will be, what, the third or fourth time?
1: Well, no, I've only played Persona 5 once. Oh, yes. Uh, played Persona 4 twice and <laughs> right. Persona 4 Golden. And I, But what I think Persona 4 Golden did to the original game, I'm really excited about what they will do with Persona 5 Royal because I think it's going to greatly expand. Like, especially after now having played Golden, I'm like, man, there could be a lot more opportunities to, like, flesh these characters out and, like, build upon yeah. the interpersonal relationships and like also just Royals last 10 hours are so weird and kind of don't really do as much justice to the rest of the game mm. and so like i don't know i kind of want to see how they improve it and with yeah. more story and they're adding a new character who she seems really rad So uh, like that's why I'm just so excited for it. That is really exciting. I'm looking at the limited edition Steelbook case that they're
0: releasing for it and it's pretty. You've seen it, Chelsea? Oh yeah. It's like the whole cast. The whole cast. Also
1: you can get a Joker mask for like $20 more.
0: Allegra, (coughs) what about you? Um, well, you put it on there for me because you Yeah, know me. I did. <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, I need it.
1: It looks amazing. It looks so good. I mean, like, easily also very highly anticipated. Yeah. And also it's terrible because this comes out a week and a half before Persona. Oh my God, no. it does. Well, the thing is, Animal Crossing
0: will be your part time job.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it it's never true. ends. And it's Switch will go with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Per- uh, Persona. I mean, yes, I'm excited for Persona as well. But Animal Crossing has always been like a game that I put hundreds of hours into. I They're easily all my most played games ever. So I am very excited. I will also probably take time off work to play it. Oh God. Because it's your job. I have to do it eight hours a day. I can't. That's true. Sorry. Gotta
1: gotta fish, gotta build,
0: gotta make my house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm, okay, like, to be a little too serious for a game like Animal Crossing for a second, I loved and it meant so much to me that you can customize your appearance for the first time in an actual mainline Animal Crossing game because always, like, in New Leaf, which is one of my favorite games ever, you had to go get a tan if you wanted to be anything but, like, the main base tone color. Mm -hmm. And that's stupid. I had to go stand on a beach for, like, real-time hours so that my character could look a little bit more like me. Yeah. And now you can be any color, shade, whatever you want. And I think that's so cool. It's kind of dumb that it's taken this long. But I'm excited to have actual Allegra in Animal Crossing on a beach, on an island. It's going to be so fun.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited for that. And I'm so glad that they implemented that change. Yeah, dude. I am, let's see. Man, I think I'm actually more excited for Animal Crossing than I am for the Control DLC or Doom Eternal. I'm very excited for Doom Eternal. There's not much to say about it, though. It's just going to be splatter fun. Um, The Control Foundation DLC, I just want more of that game because that was one of those weird things about that game that I can't remember if I talked about on the show or not, but I am at that very hard part, and all I want to do is, like, grind and just play more of the game, but I can't. I have to do this boss battle. I did talk about this on the show. It's all coming back to me now. Mm -hmm. Um... And so, to actually have more of that game, great. Love it. Give it to me. Yes. No, hard agree. I'm very excited for that DLC. Like, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, this does it. That is Polygons to the 2019 Polygon Show Awards. I hope that you enjoyed it. We will be back again in 2020 and we will update you the feed when we know when. Um, and between now and then, we're just gonna be planning, we're gonna be plotting, we're gonna be recording, and it's gonna be very exciting. So thank you everyone who has listened to the show from its debut, whether whether you've listened from the start, whether you are a new listener, maybe this is your first episode, how fucked up is that? I <laughs> um, hope it's not. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, Tweet at us about our awards, let us know what you think about our choices. They're all great. I know, but I like <laughs> to hear you say it. Hey, everyone, if you liked the show, please also do consider leaving a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. I know it's going to be like a different show in a couple months, but, you yeah, know, whatever. Whatever. Get with it. Um, And thank you so much, as always, for listening. This has been The Polygon Show.